The crowd's extra excited. Yeah. Yeah, well, because you're here and Harold's not. It's always exciting (laughs) when I'm here. (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right, welcome, everyone, to the 2x2 podcast. I am Danny. And I'm Jonathan. Jonathan is here. (laughs) We're so excited to have him. And we are from Burlington Baptist Church. We are brought to you today and always by our host of sponsors that are so awesome. The first of those being CrossFit Northern Kentucky. Uh, We'd like to say hi to Andrew and Kendra and Jen and Mike and all of the CrossFit community that Tina and I have over there. We love each and every one of you guys. We knew a couple of them reached out and they said they actually do watch the podcast. I believe they watch it just so that they can see us point to their their thing. Uh, And then they stop watching. I don't believe that's actually yeah, that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and by Kentucky Olive. Located in the Florence Mall, they are purveyors of fine oils and balsamics. Two, Steak and Shake, who is a very important sponsor. They gave us food mm-hmm. and milkshakes. Yeah. So that would be good enough. And Brother Michael Steak and Shake is going to preach next week. Not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday. So they've given us food. And a pastor, which is amazing. And they're, yeah. and they're good people. That is they're a good, good thing. <laughs> and by Tattoo Tina's, the only church podcast t- sponsored by a tattoo shop is this one right here. And also by our friends and answers in Genesis. We love those guys. We are gaining more of them. Brother Michael Steak and Shake and his wife came over from Answer Genesis. Now, well, let's talk about that real quick before we pray in. Um, and then we'll talk about a couple other things. But you get to interface with a lot of the Answers in Genesis folks because they are in the young adult age. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, three or four, four or five of them that yeah. are coming uh, on Tuesdays with our young adult group. Michaela helped out in Bible school. I saw yeah. her and I just had a blast. Yeah. She's awesome. And all of them are very yeah. awesome. Uh, Sam came in, and he's not in Answers Genesis, but he got a sweet haircut. He's in your young adult group. Yeah. He got a sweet haircut yesterday. Yeah. So We'll, we'll see if he goes back. Yeah, we will. <laughs> We will. We listen. We have dead deer and all sorts of stuff hanging on the wall in there. Yeah. So Sam's right. He he'll like go, he his eyes lit up when he <laughs> his eyes lit up when he came in. And um, just because you're on here, I wanted to reference. I wore longer shorts today, mm-hmm. so that when your mom watches this, she doesn't think I'm sitting uh, in my underpants. Having a podcast. That's a good thing for everyone to know, is that you're not sitting in your underpants. (laughs) The the elation on your face when you went to show me the picture that your mom screenshot you was classic. Was classic. But uh, we have we have a good time. Uh, It's been awesome since you've gotten here. You know, we've gotten we have nice, long, interesting conversations. We do, and uh, we're approximately the same place in our school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going. You're going to. You get your MDiv. I'm Christian apologetics, so a little bit different, but we're approximately mm-hmm. the same length of time. So it's been really cool for me uh, to be able to have somebody to bounce stuff off of and yeah. ask if this email that I'm about to send my professor sounds pretentious. Yeah, which most of the time it does. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. <laughs> Mine do too. All right. You want to pray us in, then we'll sure. talk about your sermon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, God, thank you for the opportunity that we have to sit here and talk more about you and to reflect on the week that we've had. God, I just thank you for uh, just the opportunity of serving here at the church. God, we love you, and it's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So you told us about Elijah. Yes. And you spent specific amounts of time on um, the display Mm -hmm. of God's power. Uh, I didn't get, I don't know if I got a chance to tell you this, but we went over um, 
Acts 2 and Sunday school mm-hmm. on on Sunday. And the reference that talks about the tongues of fire coming down in the day of Pentecost were the Holy Spirit. Um, they were very, very specific in relating that to God setting the altar on fire mm-hmm. and showing his display of basically um, his power coming down as fire and forging and purifying. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was kind of interesting how that lined up. Uh, yeah. With no, <laughs> I had no planning in that. It just happened. And it was really funny because Tina's um, reference Bible mm-hmm. talked about it. So talk about uh, Elijah and talk about what you felt like. Uh, I know you prefaced it at the beginning of the sermon, what you felt like was important for us to kind of hear in that, in that story. Yeah. Um, I've always uh, really loved the life of Elijah and kind of studying that, learning more about it. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing because it shows so much power of God in his life. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of paired with such uh, sadness and depression on Elijah's side. Yeah. And I think that's something that we miss a lot of times when we read scripture, because we see these Old Testament people and Old Testament characters. And we're like, man, you know, I could never be like Abraham. I could never leave my family and move hundreds of miles away. And then you see all the silly things that Abraham does. And we see the things that Moses does. And, and, you know, I think it's important for us to keep that kind of stuff in mind. Um, And then anytime that we read scripture, it's important for us to look for what God is revealing about his nature Mm -hmm. in the text. Because I think a lot of times we try to read it and kind of read ourselves into it a lot. Well, sure. And, you know, look, how how does this, you know, apply to to my life specifically? And and there there can be great wealth and and great understanding to that in Mm -hmm. scripture. But at the end of the day, it's still, it's about God. Right, right. That was a, uh, you know, we... Uh, we did the the uh, Job mm-hmm. sermon series, mm-hmm. and I think uh, a lot of times, especially with that book, and and, and Elijah, or you talk about like mm-hmm. Joel and some of these older the Old Testament guys who you were just kind of like, anytime they're around, something terrible is happening. Oh yeah, y- you know, I mean, yeah. like these guys are just <laughs> they're like you probably don't because you're young, but in the Flintstones, Schleprock, something bad was always happening when Schleprock Schleprock was around. That's how these guys are. Okay, they're bringing you know destruction, and like you said in your sermon, they believe that this three years of of no rain is. Mm-hmm. This isn't God punishes. This this Elijah brought this on yeah. us, and he's doing it because he's you know the yeah. bearer of bad news all of the time. Just think of what that would have been to be like Elijah in that moment, and come and say, "Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> there's going to be no rain. You're going to be hungry and thirsty for for a while until I say otherwise, right. and I'm going to peace out now. <laughs> I'll see you when I see you." Yeah. Um, God's going to bring it when he feels like bringing it basically is what he told me. So, um, hate to be the bearer of bad news and I'll see you guys later. Yeah. I'm going to go. And then nothing for three years. And then he just shows back up and he's like, by the way, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Let's have a throwdown. So, um, something I think that you, you mentioned and so I get, I miss, you know, when we leave the stage Mm -hmm. and I tell Harold this sometimes I I miss the introduction sometimes or a piece Mm -hmm. of the introduction, but something I thought that you touched on, believe it was in the first service and I didn't get to hear in the second service is. God specifically attacked mm-hmm. what Baal represented. Yeah. Right. So, and if you think back, and I always like to relate this type of situation to the 10 plagues of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Egypt had 10 gods. Mm-hmm. The, these 10 gods were specific. 
And God sent a plague mm-hmm. that was specific to each of those 10 gods and didn't stop till it was over. Mm-hmm. Right. And he did that again here. Right. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Baal was a uh, god of fertility. And so it was both in the people and their ability to have children mm-hmm. and the land and its ability to produce things. Right. And so, uh, you know, God takes away the land's ability to produce things because you don't have any water, you don't have any crops grow. And so God is basically saying, I am sovereign over this that you think, you know, you can do whatever you want to in front of this idol. Nothing's going to happen until I say that there can be rain. Right. And so God is just displaying his sovereignty there. Right. Which is, you know, again, which is very similar to what he does multiple times. Yeah. And so let's talk about, and you mentioned this again too. And again, I'm just, I'm trying to go through your sermon, which I thought was awesome, by the way. But yeah. I'm going through where you talked about um, the Israel continually mm-hmm. will will move away from God, mm-hmm. and and Baal seems to be one of the more popular ones. Of course, you got to think they were farmers and they were yeah. shepherds and they were doing very rural type work. Mm-hmm. So on, you know, Baal would be one that would make sense to them. Yeah, right, and. And they keep going away from God and what he tells them. And he tries to bring them back. Mm-hmm. And he uses Elijah. So if, if, if I'm Elijah and, and he tells you, I need you to deliver this message, mm-hmm. what, is, what do you think his, his thoughts were? Yeah, I, whatever his thoughts were, I think his desire to love God and see him glorified would were higher, you know, but I'd have to, I mean, it'd have to be right with, with any human mind, which Elijah was certainly human. He was certainly man. He was certainly like us. And in that regard, there would have to be this moment of, man, I don't want to do that. You know, (laughs) don't make me do that. (laughs) So, so, so he goes back, Mm -hmm. the the three years is up he goes back and, and he's going to prove a point. Well, God's going to prove a point. Mm-hmm. He's going to prove a point through, through Elijah. Um, we're going to get to the cockiness of Elijah mm-hmm. when when we get to that point. So we're going to have basically a face off. Yeah, God and Baal, King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to go get and they and and the, and the interesting part was he made specific uh, instructions that you go pick your own calf and then you guys can even pick my calf. Yeah. If you think it's going to help, I'm going to rebuild. Well, we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. you put yours up there. You pray to Baal. You get all this stuff going, and then and, and don't light the fire. Mm-hmm. We're going to have we're going to let Baal light the fire because he wants his. If you if your God that you're worshiping wants his sacrifice, he's going to get it. Mm-hmm. So, tell us what happens. Yeah, and, and so I mean Elijah just gives them over and over gives them. Uh, the choice of, of the better cow and, and right. all that kind of stuff. And, and then he starts, uh, nothing happens with the prophets. And he, he even gives them like the benefit of time. Right. Like they have all day yep. and, and he doesn't stop them and say, Hey, all right, your time's up. Or, you know, right. you've, you've had 30 minutes to try and that's it. But all day they're carrying on and cutting themselves and limping around the fire or limping around the sacrifice, trying to get Baal to, to catch it on fire for them. And then Elijah finally, steps up and starts to do his thing and well talk about some of the insults 
And yeah. again, here we're okay. going to step into yeah. the cockiness yeah. of which, which is always so interesting to me, dude, because he's so cocky here. Mm-hmm. And then when Jezebel comes after him, the cockiness is gone. Yeah, right. but well, that's that's for another day. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's, uh, you know, maybe he got up and left. Maybe he's on the road. Right. Maybe he wandered away. Is the maybe he's relieving himself? Yeah. Right. Yep. The, the act of wandering away is the act of, of relieving oneself. Right. And so it's, you know, maybe he's just in the bathroom for a little while reading the newspaper and didn't get to the part where the showdown was happening today. And something I think is super important that you, that you punched in both the morning and after, or the morning and early and late service mm-hmm. was he is assigning human characteristics oh, yeah. to Baal mm-hmm. to prove a point because that would have been the biggest insult. Mm-hmm to people who were the prophets of Baal, right? The 450 yeah. guys who were over there cutting themselves and limping around this thing dancing. Yeah, and one thing, um, too, is that Baal's power is already limited in their mind. Right. Like, he is the god of, of one thing, and that is this this idea of fertility. Right. And so not only is he already limited, but the, he's being limited even more of being like, well, he does things people do, and so he'll, you know, if he's, if he's not here then maybe he's on the road somewhere. If he's not here, maybe he's in the bathroom or something like that. And so, great. you know, and then you have this idea of, of God being sovereign and everywhere all the time. Right. right. So, so now, so I, I can't imagine, and I guess it's maybe because of my smart aleck nature mm-hmm. that while he's telling them that maybe Bale's in the bathroom, mm-hmm. maybe he just missed your call mm-hmm. that he's kind of being, a little bit of a smart aleck. Oh, I'm sure he is. Right. Yeah. And then it's his turn. Mm-hmm. And he, they get the kale. He rebuilds the altar. Talk mm-hmm. about that importance. Yeah, yeah. So this had been a place that had traditionally been a place to worship God. Right. And so they had gone around throughout this time, and they had been tearing down places to worship God and putting up uh, things to sacrifice to Baal and Asherah poles, which Asherah was another fertility. Would you like to talk about that? What about that? <laughs> well, yeah. well, so we, we talked about this in a social question. I actually mm-hmm. did a little bit of research on it because I kind of knew um, mm-hmm. what went on mm-hmm. around these Asherah poles, right? Yeah. And why it continually mentioned them in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Well, they would do terrible things mm-hmm. uh, up to, like you mentioned, sacrificing children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny kind of, and it's not funny, but, mm-hmm. the, the, but the strange part is when you read that, you kind of go, sacrificing children, I can't yeah. believe that 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 someone who was was a a member of God's chosen people yeah would get to the point where we're sacrificing children and then mm-hmm. it dawned on me and I don't remember if I heard it somewhere or if I, if if I remember that we have abortion after abortion after abortion mm-hmm. in this country that some people who live here don't seem to have a huge problem with yeah right yeah so I guess it's not as far fetched as I initially would have thought right I mean yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, that is all part of that fertility, mm-hmm. you know, which really, again, looking at it going, you're sacrificing children to become more fertile. That seems mm-hmm. kind of counterproductive. Yeah. But, you know, look in this country, we've got yeah. kind of the same thing going on, legalized abortion, things like that. And we can go four hours about that if you oh, want yeah. to. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. so, so, so this is what's happening. They've taken this mount this temple or this altar and they've removed God's uh, altar from it and they've put up these. So he's rebuilding that. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's making it a place to worship God again. Right. And, 
getting ready to prepare this sacrifice and he goes out of his way yet again to make sure that there's no like well he tricked us and mm-hmm. you know there was he put explosives in there and he was ready to go right. and all that kind of stuff but no he builds up this altar so they would have watched him build the stones around it and mm-hmm. everything from a spot in the ground right. and then puts the cow on it and then just starts soaking it with water and <laughs> so so not only soaks it with water mm-hmm. Again, you have to think that there is a smirk on his face oh, when yeah. he's going, hey, put more water on that. Yeah. Let's go a third time. Yeah. I got, I, see this trench I dug? Fill that bad boy up. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And you feel a little <laughs> bit bad for Elijah's servant because he kind of gets mentioned a couple times and he's getting left places and right. it's like, uh, put water on it put water on it again. Okay, I did that. Put water on it yeah, again. Do it again. And then later with the rain, it's like he sends him up the mountain seven times to go see if it's raining. You're like, this poor guy doesn't yeah. even get named and he's Yeah. <laughs> so so he's soaked this thing. There is water all over the place. Mm-hmm. The the cow is covered. The the bull. The bull is covered. The wood is covered. Mm-hmm. The altar is covered. The ditch is full. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What happens? Uh, Elijah cries out once to God and with one time, you know, God brings fire down and, and just blows up this altar basically and What's catches left? everything on fire. Nothing. I mean, it, <laughs> what about the water in the ditch? It licked up the water in the ditch. So, you know, it's, it's this fire that's so intense that it's like, Hey, let's get rid of all the water and everything. So not only can I catch this on fire, mm-hmm. but I can send fire is so powerful mm-hmm. that there's no cow left. There's no wood. Mm-hmm. The stones of the altar are gone mm-hmm. and the water that's in the ditch you dug around there is, is, has been dried up. Yeah. That would be relatively impressive. Yeah, it uh, would be. Yeah. Especially yeah. cried out once. Yeah. One time. And they danced all day. Yeah. Over there. All day. So let me ask you this. And this is a, a sideline question. We'll get back to uh, more about Elijah mm-hmm. and, but if you are looking at this story, and I know that you love this part of the Bible, which is why you, you chose to preach on it, what is, the th- what is the message to the people watching? Mm-hmm. I think the message would just be, I am God. Right. Like everything else that you think that you know about Baal and that you think that you know about fertility and the ground and all that, mm-hmm. I am God, I am still here and... This is what I've done. Okay, so let's apply this mm-hmm. to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is, by the way, I'm surprising you with this. So uh, okay. for those watching, <laughs> you did not know this was coming. What is our bail? Some of our bails now. I, I think we have all kinds of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we financial security and mm-hmm. just all these things that we, we worship and pour our lives into. I mean, I, I think it's uh, Calvin that says that our hearts are basically idol factories. Right. And so we just look for things to worship all the time. Something I thought that was interesting was when we were doing our revelation study mm-hmm. um, and it was actually a Calvin quote. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, man is continually in need mm-hmm. of Christ on his, on his throne. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they choose to remove him, they will replace it with something. Yeah. Money themselves. Guitars for me sometimes. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just be, you know, I love guitars. I, I love playing them. I like, you know, um, 
I, you know, and I try not to let that get to the point where I'm like, is this dominating mm-hmm. time that I should, you know, should be yeah. applying? You know, the places you have to kind of watch that. But, but I mean, it doesn't take much, right? Your telephone, mm-hmm. uh, social media, yeah, which I'm banned from at this point because I'm not old enough. I found out, yeah, yeah, for Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> you never know what Facebook will do to you. Yeah, well, we'll get so. I changed my operating system updated. I found out Jessica is very smart with these sorts of things. Well, they can't verify my age from my phone anymore because it doesn't speak to that part of the phone. Mm-hmm. So I've been locked off of it. It's like I don't even exist mm-hmm. on Facebook because they're unsure I'm old enough to actually have a Facebook account. So it made me kind of feel good at first. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're and like, then, look at that guy's picture. He looks so young. Yeah. And then but, you realize all the things you use Facebook for. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. for example. Yeah. I'll have to watch this on my wife's phone. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but now, um, so have you had an Elijah moment in your life? Just like. Where, where God is basically saying, you're going to have to deliver some news mm-hmm. that could possibly not be favorable, but I need you to do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we have lots of those moments mm-hmm. in our life. I didn't I mean, mean you specifically. Yeah. I'm talking, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, we, we all have times of confrontation and conflict and those sorts of things where we have to deliver news that people don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about so. that before we podcast about some of the things as Christians that we believe mm-hmm. and, and the truth that we feel that, that sometimes we have to deliver in love. Yeah. That is very counterculture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, and as, and as people who are pastors of churches, I'm different than you mm-hmm. and you're different than me and Harold's different than us and Jeff's different than us. But, but as pastors with that core belief, a lot of times, even to my children, the message that I am going to give them is not favorable because mm-hmm. yeah. it looks like, well, this is no fun. Yeah. You, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is what I want to do. I don't want it to be wrong. Yeah. So, and, and again, um, Israel time after time mm-hmm. turns away from God because do you think that's because uh, with what you read in the old Testament, because of God's timing, mm-hmm. you think it was their impatience to wait a lot. I do a lot. Yeah. of times. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we like to make fun of Israel a yeah. lot, like, you know, an- ancient Israel. And we like to, yeah. to look back and be like, oh, he was, Moses was on the mountain for just a little while and he comes down, you're worshiping a cow. Right. And like, you know, so many times we see Israel doing <laughs> he this. He went up to get the instruction you're supposed to have. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm going you're, up, up here. Waiting for that. Right. And you're like, now nah, let's build a cow. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we get a good chuckle out of that kind of stuff, but like, we're so quick to do the same thing. Like we have sin in our life that, that we just go back to and go back to and go back to. And sometimes it seems like it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but, you know, these, this big display of, of power in the same way that we see with Elijah and then the people still went back. Right. And uh, <laughs> You're, and and I think it's important too to remember when you talk about Israel and and the and you 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 mentioned this we're coming out of the time of the judges mm-hmm. which is my one of my favorite Old Testament books yeah. too, because it's got some of my favorite heroes and it's got Gideon in there and it's got mm-hmm. um it's got Samson who mm-hmm. is my favorite um as a barber it, it is <laughs> shockingly and uh but I told somebody that I was growing my hair and I'm going to put seven braids in it and they were like why seven braids I was like Samson. Like, is that in there? I'm like, it's in there. You should, you should look it up. I'll tell you what, Judges, Judges 5. Go right in there. But anyway, you had a period where Israel had no king. Mm-hmm. God said, I, I will raise people. And still, every time, you know, Gideon's in a, a wheat 
or a wine press threshing wheat, throwing it up and letting the wind take. They're so scared. Mm-hmm. And Samson's the most unlikely person or, or whatever. But but Israel's continually just digging themselves deeper in a hole. But yeah. what, something that I find it interesting to remember is the time frame. This is generations. So mm-hmm. sometimes when we, we give Israel a hard time yeah. about continually like, dude, you did, you guys did this before and it was a disaster and God made it right and, and you know, in his way. Mm-hmm. But that impatience sometimes is 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so those people who were involved in them falling away this time mm-hmm. are no longer around Yeah, to tell these young people, guys, back in my day, we did this. Yeah. You know, so and it's a continual lesson for me. And this is just in my lifetime. I find myself falling back towards things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'll have to kind of get zipped forward. And uh, I think it's just for me looking at the story of Israel over the course of the Old Testament, they're impatient. Yeah. They want right now. And since God's not, you know, like you said, Moses goes up to get the commandments and they don't have time for that. Yeah. We're just going to make a bowl and we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out down yeah. here while you're up, while you're up there. Yeah. While you're up there. So yeah. um, what, what other kind of thing, what you want, what else did you want to hit on? I think there's, uh-huh. a, you made a good, you made a lot of good points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you talked about it, and it doesn't really say specifically that I remember how many people were probably, everybody was probably out there watching. So everyone was able to see. Yeah. So it says that they called all the people of Israel. And so who knows how many people showed up, you Quite know, because there were, there were a lot of people would have been there um, mm. if everybody did, but you know, they're all hanging out around the mountain waiting to see what happens. Could you imagine now? Hey, Jonathan's called his God. Yeah. And he's challenged whoever. I won't single anybody out. Yeah. To there. And they're going to do it on the square over here mm-hmm. <laughs> by the courthouse. Yeah. So if you're not doing anything, come on down. They got yeah. a news crew, so you'll see it on the television yeah. or what. You know, I mean, it'd yeah. be a pretty big deal. Yeah. And one thing to think of, too, with this is like, you know, you'd think with this display of power that it's like Elijah would be the last prophet and then it's over. Right. You know, all the people saw what happened and it's like, whoa, it's over. Right. But, I mean, there, there are tons of prophets that come after Elijah because the people right. continue to fall away. And, you know, I think so often, uh, even now, we have people that are like, man, if God would just show himself in, in this big, mighty, vocal way right in front of me. Mm-hmm then I would never have an issue believing again, or people would never have an issue believing. What's Jesus but, say about that? But like, you know, it's not like that. Right, right. <laughs> you know. But I mean, he says specifically, you guys see and you still don't believe. Yeah. Right. You've yeah. watched me do these, people have watched me yeah. do these miracles. They've watched me, they're continuing, they just still don't believe. Yeah. But blessed is the person who doesn't see and still believes. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's kind of, you know, and I, and I think about these stories, man, and, and you, you look at like, it's easy to sideline quarterback Mm-hmm. Bible stories, right? Oh, yeah. Where, and, and I can't imagine that you weren't the same as when you read this story and you say, so these people were worshiping a God mm-hmm. that they thought controlled fertility of the ground and fertility of the, of, of the people. And, and a guy comes and says, hey, for three years, there's not going to be any rain because mm-hmm. the God that's actually in charge of that is going to make sure that no matter how hard you pray, he's not going to change it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think a few farmers at that point would go, I think this is, I think this allowed you guys onto something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it wouldn't take, you know, that. But then I'll look at my own life. Mm-hmm. 
and I see these little clues and little clues, and then something hits me in the face, and it's like, oh, I should have paid attention a couple of years ago. When yeah. we were <laughs> Heading like, oh, down this direction. Yeah, That was coming to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I should have paid attention. So um, what what is the most important lesson, and you talked about it at the beginning, uh, the most important lesson of, of this story to you before he gets into the Jezebel area. But this particular mm-hmm. story is what what when you look at this and 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 you try to relate to Ezekiel or Ezekiel Elijah mm-hmm. Ezekiel um when you try to relate to Elijah what is it more important to uh, to to take from that story yeah so just the first half before we get to chapter 19 mm-hmm. yeah i think we see a lot of god's uh presence and his providence yep. and his just you know, being there for Elijah right. and, and being there for the people, even though, you know, you, you have that moment where you think the people don't even repent of what they're doing and the king doesn't even repent. And right. God's like, okay, it's been, it's been three years. It's probably time for the people to have water again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's the king at this time? Uh, Ahab. Awful. Yeah. Ahab and Jezebel. <laughs> Awful guy. Yeah. Um. It's 1633 <laughs> talks about how he's the worst king that Israel ever had. Yeah. And yeah. Nothing had been as bad as him up to that point. Yeah. That's a pretty big shoes to, to fill in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. And you've had some bad ones. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Up to this point. So, um, where, where are we now in the story? Uh, where are we, what are we heading towards now? It's done. So, yeah. So we have, um, two more miracles that happen in that chapter. And, yes. you know, I think a lot of times we get so focused on the, uh, blowing up of the altar that we, we don't think as much about them, but I, uh, Elijah brings the rain back mm-hmm. through God's power. I mean, God tells them it's going to happen. They see it come back. And then we have this moment. Uh, it's one of the last verses in chapter 18 where Elijah tucks his mantle up and, and outruns this chariot back to the city. And so he, he runs ahead of Ahab and beats the rainstorm and everything back right. to the city. So, again, the focus on Elijah some, mm-hmm. but the real star of the story, yeah, is 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 what God's doing. Oh yeah, and and, and all all Elijah's doing is basically just reporting what God's God's going to do. This, yeah, I have no power. Yeah, you know, um, nothing. None of this is of my hand. This is this is from His. Mm-hmm. So anything that you want to apply, so give me some application. Okay. Give me some application of this today. Let's say somebody. Let's uh, just make up a scenario and figure out what somebody's dealing with and how can they use this. Today. Okay. Give me a little bit more than that. <laughs> okay. I, oh, I was hoping you would just jump right on this, but uh, <laughs> somebody is dealing with something. Um, I don't know. They're dealing with something uh, in their life emotionally. Something's going mm-hmm. on. How can they apply this particular story to what they've got going on? Okay. So are we talking about the whole story or are we talking about just the first? Let's go whole story. Yeah. Well, let's go just first half. Just first what you half. preached on. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just reminders in our life that, that God is there for us and God is powerful and yeah. God is in control of things. Because I think so often we, we miss or diminish the sovereignty of God in our lives and we don't pay attention to the fact that he's there with mm-hmm. us and taking care of us. So let's, let, let me ask you this. Would it be safe to look at this story again, remove yourself from the Ezekiel role and put it in the role of somebody just watching? Mm-hmm. Be smart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And most of the time when we read stuff in scripture, if we're going to put ourselves somewhere, we tend to put ourselves in the main character role and forget that we're probably 
one of the people, <laughs> you know, right. we're probably one of the people right. that have been standing around and wondering where the rain is. I've said this, I've said this a bunch of times, um, around Easter, mm-hmm. I, you know how I get frustrated with stuff and I'll read the passion story and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And I'm like, these people, yeah. what are they doing? And then, yeah. cause I want to be, I want to be the John or mm-hmm. the Peter or the, yeah. you know, I like to think of myself, so I'd be right there with Jesus. And, and then I'm like, oh, I'd probably be one of those people throwing stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, yelling, yeah. crucify him. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, but it's I mean, same at the very thing. best. We are the Peter of the scenario that is denying Christ and running away. Right. And, cursing somebody out you know right. what i mean like right. at the very best we're the one well, that followed and well you want to be peter when he cuts that guy's ear off right yeah you stand at up. first but yeah. then you're like well yeah he just spoke everybody onto the ground so yeah. why are you trying to yeah. use a knife to defend that exactly but and that's a whole nother we could we could do a four series four a four-part series podcast on the life of peter yeah. and the things that he did incorrectly that's true yeah <laughs> uh but you know, I think sometimes, like I said, I remove myself from the Ezekiel character mm-hmm. or, or whatever it happens to be, Abraham, Moses, whatever you think that you, whatever you think it applies and put myself in the position of, I'm one of the people watching mm-hmm. this guy talk about the power of God and I'm going to witness the power of God. He didn't tell me specifically and, it, and you could be either place, right? Mm-hmm. You could be in the Elijah place mm-hmm. or you could be the guy standing there watching these guys you know, run around this pole going, man, maybe they can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they can get this thing lit. And then, yeah. he's, you know, then he does it. So I think that's, that's a pretty cool kind of a, a perspective to look at mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Did you enjoy preaching? I did. Yeah. 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 Did you like that we put a banjo in there so that you would feel at home? Yes. I did like the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering, I, I got a couple of buddies from West Virginia. I asked them about like deliverance jokes all the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have no idea. When somebody that yeah. doesn't live in West Virginia finds out you're from West Virginia, they look at you like, you have shoes on? Yeah. Well, that's weird. You know, yeah. and, and all your teeth? Well, that's crazy. Yeah. So I'm giving yeah. you a hard time. But um, thanks, dude. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I didn't, uh, I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was really, really good. Um, again, of course, you know, I know you a little better than most. There's probably quite a few people that heard you preach that hadn't really probably mm-hmm. spoken to you much or gotten to know you like I've gotten to know you course with us working together it's a little easier yeah but um it's always nice to share a wall with someone yeah it is it is and i've been pretty good i don't blast music like i used to because yeah. I, I like to i like to think that the monday night that you were out late with all the young adults you don't want to hear blasting music from my or, or me singing to a guitar that i'm working on a song so i try to yeah. it's okay <laughs> i'm pretty good at tuning people out <laughs> Oh man. So anything else you want to touch on before we get going? We'll talk about some stuff we've got coming up at church here in a minute, but anything you want to, uh, just for a second, uh, kind of touching in on, uh, chapter 19. I mean, uh, talking about Elijah, uh, having this moment where he falls, Mm -hmm. um, kind of away from God for a minute and loses sight of him. And I think that that's something that's incredibly important and relatable for us to to remember is, you know, that even in the moments when we fall far from God, that he's still there present in our lives, providing for us and taking care of us. You know, I just, that, that moment, um, I've had enough Lord is, is like, kind of seared into my mind of, of, you know, just weight of this story and just Mm -hmm. that moment of, of Elijah after this huge, exciting thing happening. Yeah. I mean, I think, 
his was more a triumph, right? Mm-hmm. Which which is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was reading something not too long ago, and it was a Christian kind of like a devotion or whatever, and it talks about when you prepare. And the only thing that I could really relate this to anymore in my life is when Tina and I prepare for like a Spartan race, or mm-hmm. we would prepare for like um, a workout competition that we're doing at the gym, or whatever it happens to be. Which, you know, you, you spend all this prep work, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you do it, sometimes the workout or whatever might last seven minutes, mm-hmm. or like the Murph that we do the on Memorial Day, and then there's this huge letdown of all that work's done and that thing didn't last very long and all this other, you know, yeah, I, that's kind of what I equate. There's this huge buildup that he's mm-hmm. going to sh- just show God's power. But the weight of that is on his human shoulders too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the ridicule I would think, and it doesn't sp- say specific. Well, it does. He gets some ridicule from Jezebel and some place like that, but the yeah. ridicule of someone who comes in and basically upends the system Mm-hmm that he may have to deal with is probably pretty heavy. Yeah. You know, and I I agree with you, you know, you fall away from, from God. Mm -hmm. Um, You talked about this in your sermon and I've talked about this numerous times. You know, my teenage years and 20 years were a, a good example of what never to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and in that time, that's a heavy, that's a heavy thing to have. Yeah. Cause you feel you're not, but you feel like you're doing it alone, which is probably the feeling, you know, he felt, kind of felt like, you know, he knew God was with him, but when he falls away from God, it's just so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that was a long winded explanation of what you said. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, it's just so some of the old Testament stories are so relatable. Oh yeah. And it's so cool to have somebody, you know, and I, I have some, my um, history was one of my, one of my um, minors. Mm-hmm. And my bachelor's degree, so it was like an all out Old Testament stuff. So, and you like that stuff, so it's kind of nice to bounce those things off. You not that Harold doesn't. Oh yeah, you know, but it's so fresh with you and so fresh with me. It's like, man, these are you know, there's a lot of usable stuff out of here. When people a lot of times will turn to the New Testament and go, let's 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 learn about Jesus. Yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, was pretty great. Whenever I first came on uh, back at the end of the year last year, is we we get ready to start coming to this church and everything, and we've we've watched some of the sermons and listened <laughs> to Harold preach, and we get here, and you know, a lot of times the Old Testament is a little bit neglected sure. um, when it comes to teaching and everything. And Harold's like, "All right, so we're doing a big study on Job." Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> well, did yeah. you get Nehemiah too? Did you get that one, or were you I, before? That would have been before me. Yeah, I yeah. Did, so you know, but we we introed with Job. Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, I always I always love hearing about the old testament because i think that we you know kind of stray away from it a little bit sometimes and and sometimes don't look at it maybe in the right light yeah um you know i don't know why that is mm-hmm. it's, it may be difficult yeah you, i think you know, that's I think, a big thing is yeah. there's so much work that goes into right. understanding it because you have to understand a context that's even harder for us to understand than new testament well uh, and and you know that's you, you say that and you know I did one on Jephthah and his daughter mm-hmm. and I had to do a big paper on that. And I'm, I studied and studied and studied for weeks and I'm still not sure that I'd be able to speak eloquently mm-hmm. on exactly what was going on there. Yeah. Right. You feel like you do, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you break it down and you try to divide the word as best you can and figure out what's going on. But you know, that situation is like, so he said he would just give up the thing that met him at the door, huh? Mm-hmm. And it was his daughter and it happened and him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where's the lesson? Well, 
<laughs> you know, do things according to God's plan and not your own. That's mm-hmm. probably the best lesson in that. But, but you're right. I mean, it, it does take some work. Yeah. Uh, Harold and I have talked about this before, and I don't know how you, I'm pretty sure you're probably familiar with it, but Courtney will do a devotion and she'll always throw a Habakkuk, mm-hmm. something from that book. What's one of those overlooked books? It's just kind of hanging out. And then you get in there, you're like, man, this thing's amazing. Oh, yeah. This is an yeah. amazing book. There's tons of good lessons, you know, that are, that are life applicable. Now, of course the Bible's mm-hmm. full of those, but yeah, but, you know, it's pretty cool. So I appreciate the old Testament stuff. I really like that stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think that no matter how far back in history we go, people were just as screwed up as I was. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. So. <laughs> or am. I said was. I should yeah. probably say am. Yeah. So what do you got coming up? That you, you you and Jeff are getting ready to run the gauntlet. Yeah. What do you yeah. got going on with the young adults? Because I don't think that. that gets as much press as, you know, Bible school and things like that. that are. Really, so let's hear it. Yeah. So we got a lot going on with students this summer. We've got camp coming up. We've got a trip to Holiday World tomorrow. We've got... If Bailey's um, listening, what time is that? Uh, 5.45. We're going to meet at the church. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we've got camp. We've got world changers coming up uh, with our young adults. We have a kayaking trip Ooh, coming up. Uh, where we're going to go at the Red River Gorge. We're going to do the Gorge Underground. Nice. Like the, all that kind of stuff. So that's exciting. And then we've got a college retreat coming up. Uh, at the end of August, we're mm-hmm. going to be going to West Virginia to the New River Gorge that's now a national park, and nice. we're going to go do whitewater rafting there and some camping and everything. Is that a dual-purpose trip? What do you mean? So you can visit anybody? No. Oh, okay. No. West Virginia is always a beautiful place to visit. Oh, <laughs> look at you. But, yeah, no, it'll be fun to, to do some whitewater rafting with the college students. Does anyone everything. play banjo that they could take with them on the I don't know. River? I'll have to ask. You never know. There might just be people standing on the side of the river playing the banjo. Yeah, where you get the where you get the raft from. Yeah. The little, yeah. little fella up there on the porch. Yeah. Playing banjo. That's a deliverance reference for you young people who might be watching this. But um um so I and I say this before, like I said, it, it's interesting to me how much work that you do. And and I said this with, with Chris when he was here and Kevin, mm-hmm. you know, when they were here. And, and I'm, I'm not putting anybody on the spot when I say this, but that is a group of folks when you talk about your young adult, and that's the people who are either leaving high school and going into college or in mm-hmm. college. And then your other group would be the group of people who are either out of college or working. Mm-hmm. And that's a very different dynamic yeah. of, of people, right? Yeah. Uh, especially, especially at that age. The priority is different. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of work to organize those people that, that age group of people. Mm-hmm. I know that because I have 26, 23, 23, 23, 21, and 18, mm-hmm. and trying to organize something that everyone can show up to, yeah. even like a Father's Day dinner, right, mm-hmm. which is coming up, is, is extremely difficult. So I can imagine when you when you take that times three, mm-hmm. how difficult it is. So I appreciate how much time you put in on that stuff. And, and you always got something cooking. Yeah. You're like, we're going to take a trip, or we're going to Holiday World, or we're yeah. going to... Take a weekend down. Would you get a Gatlinburg or something? I can't remember. Uh, we did with the students, yeah, back yeah. in February. Yeah, always got something yeah. going on. Water gun fights. Yeah. Or no, Nerf. Ner- Nerf, Nerf gun. gun yeah, yeah, we've got a Nerf war coming up with the students too. We're yeah. Pumped about. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so, a good time. So that's good. Um, as far as just um, all church things, we've got uh, – Baby dedication coming up this week, which mm-hmm. I'm extremely happy about because my grandson will be being dedicated 
and uh, also uh, quite a few babies from around church. We've got we get a lot of babies. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I like holding babies, and now that COVID has kind of ceased, I can hold more babies. Yeah, yeah. Where before it was kind of like mm, I want to hold that baby, but I feel weird asking because you know you never know. Yeah. Now I just give me that baby. Let me have that baby, and I'll just hold him. Um, so that and Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Father's Day's coming up. Yeah. Um, the week after, Brother Michael Steak and Shake is going to be preaching. Mm-hmm. We're pretty excited about that. He sent all his material over today, and uh, what a good dude. Yeah. Have you, have you got to talk to him much? A little bit. Yeah, he's a super time, fun, man. Yeah, he is. Um, a v- that is a special individual. Mm-hmm. They have two times the amount of kids we have. Yeah. So the fact that he has hair at all is just yeah. <laughs> amazing to me. And uh, but but a really 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 nice dude and, and likes to joke around. So yeah. me and him have been getting along just fine. Um, you know it's good when somebody's been coming. They just joined and he's already got a nickname for me and yeah. I have a nickname for him. So that's yeah. yeah. So uh, that's always good. Yeah. And whatever else well, we got the some stuff coming up for September later that we talked about and yeah. And then we've got gospel to every home. gospel to every home still going on. We're taking a couple weeks mm-hmm. kind of taking a break from that and then coming back at the end of june nice so i think june 30th is when we're going back out yeah get your shirt yeah okay <laughs> all right well is there anything else you want to talk about uh i don't think i so. think we've done pretty well yeah yeah i told you like we're they're, they're turning the church over to us we're yeah. going to be in charge in a couple of weeks dude that's it's a scary thing it's frightening yeah. yeah it was almost two weeks worth of us being in charge and that would have who wouldn't have known what yeah. would have happened so I feel like it's we're we're in good shape. Yeah, we're doing. Well. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll press out, Lord. We just thank you so much for this time, Lord. And thank you again for just so many good lessons for our lives in every part of your book. And we just thank you that that we can look back on this and we can see different perspectives, Lord. But ultimately, when we look at these stories, we just see just how amazing that you are and and how you will equip somebody that you want to use, Lord. That we don't have to wait to be equipped. We don't have to get ready for your service, Lord, we can just go and, and you'll take care of us. Lord, we thank you for, um, for that, especially as we go to go- take the gospel to every home as we're visiting and, and understanding Lord, that, uh, that you will guide us through any of that, any of those things. And as we do that, Lord, even though, um, we've taken a little bit of a break from the, from the gospel to every home that we need to be looking for opportunities to talk about Jesus, Lord, cause that's what we're here to do. And, um, we shouldn't be keeping, something that was so important to us away from anybody, Lord. We just need to tell everybody that we can about it and help us to recognize those opportunities as they come. We just want to lift up all of the prayer requests we have in our church. We thank you for the new members. Lord, help us to just be responsible with that growth and 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 move that in a way that just glorifies your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good job, dude. You did awesome. <laughs> Harold's not here. <laughs>